Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Tanda re-signs with HRT. You know, there's uh, been a lot of knockers of the team and you only ever hear from the knockers when you're having a bad run and certainly we had a bad run at our last event at Darwin but on the whole the team is going in the right direction. I'm really excited about future, there's a lot of key things happening behind the scenes that will take this team back to the top. America has hit the radar. You know, there's huge television audiences and, and um, all those sorts of things that uh, for all our commercial partners like Jim Beam and Norton and Toshiba, you know, that's um, really good, uh, I guess, commercial value for them. And we find out how the ash cloud affected one of the V8 supercar grid. It's, it's been a whirlwind since Darwin. Um, and it's, it's going to continue like that. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Garth Tander has re-signed with HRT for a further three years. Kit Tander talked about why he was happy to commit to the red team. There's been a lot of the, uh, chat around the motorsport industry that the Walkinshaws were looking at, at selling and getting out of the sport. But um, you know, the, all the discussions I've had with Ryan and, and Martine um, that says to me that there's no there's no way that they're leaving the sport. Um, you know, Ryan was telling me that there's only a handful of things that, that his late father Tom fought for very, very hard and, and one of those was the Holden Racing Team and the other one was his road car business, HSV. And, and the Holden Racing Team and, and HSV are very, very closely linked and um, you know, it's exciting to be part of that, uh, that business going forward into the future for three years at least and hopefully many more into the, into the future again. Ryan Walkinshaw talked about what it meant to the company to keep Tander at Walkinshaw Performance. My dad thought he was one of the best race, Australian racing drivers in the history on the grid and I tend to agree with him so obviously that's hugely important so having him and Courtney for a long period of time uh, allows us to uh, plan a new dynamic and how we can get the team back up to its old winning, winning race in that sense. And the talk of the V8 supercars this week is that the series could be heading to Austin, Texas for a North American round of the championship, which also could help launch a North American V8 supercar series. The Austin track is currently being built to host the return of the US Grand Prix in 2012. James Moffat told the V8 Insiders what he thinks of more overseas races. Oh, well, at the end of the day, um, you know, going to new new circuits it's it's a level playing field for everybody so uh and then you know the idea from a driver driver's point of view of of doing more races you know we're never going to be um complaining about that so um you know as it is we probably 
whinge a little bit that we, we don't get to spend enough time in, in the... And what does Moffat say to the fans who are sick of seeing the series move overseas? Some of the fans here in Australia might get annoyed by the, the prospect or the fact that we might do a bit of international racing. Um, you know, I sort of urge him to to uh, think about the benefits that it has to, towards the team. Full Performance Racing was testing this week at Winton, getting runs on both the soft and standard tyres in various fuel configurations. All the main game drivers, including Winterbottom, Davison and, of course, Paul Dumbrell, were happy with their track time as the team also had a chance to test endurance drivers Dean Canto and Luke Gilden, who both had turns at the wheel. Watch out as the media stunts start next week as head of the Townsville event, with Team Vodafone not surprisingly leading the way. They have announced a tank race between Lowndes and Wing Cup at the Townsville showgrounds this Wednesday. Greg Murphy has released his new livery ahead of Townsville. It's the third livery of the year for the Pepsi Max crew as they prepare for the Far North Queensland event. Andrew Jones and Cameron McConville have been confirmed as starters for the Fujitsu Series race in Townsville. As the drivers continue to prepare themselves for the Enduros, Jones will be running a BJR-prepared Commodore, whilst McConville will be in a HRT-prepared car. Garth and Leanne Tander have celebrated the birth of their first daughter, Scarlett. Garth talked about how he came up with the name. Well, when, you know, when we thought of the name Scarlet, well, I wasn't actually thinking of its connotations with the colour red, but obviously subconsciously I'm, I think red all the time. So, um, you know, it was obviously really, really exciting times having Scarlet join us in the world. And finally, we've heard a lot of stories about teams and drivers who have affected by the ash cloud over the past weeks. Well, here's James Courtney's story on his return home from Darwin. 8 o'clock Tuesday morning, turn on the TV, ash cloud's on its way called Mr Neil Crompton. Neil, I don't think we'll be getting down there. Oh, we'll get you here, we'll get you here. Turns out we landed 10 minutes before the ash cloud kicked in. Uh, we had a eight or a 10 o'clock flight to come home. Didn't, didn't come through, so ended up staying in Sydney. Got stuck there with Russell Engel and Garth. And, um, you know, kicked about there, then fought everyone at the airport all day trying to get a flight. Got a flight at 4 o'clock. Happy, we're finally going home. Pushed back, plane died, pushed us back into the terminal, got us all off. Sat at the airport again for another couple of hours. Um, then got a flight at 6.30, flying home, landed, it was fine. The pay station uh, machine where you pay for your parking ate Russell's card, so he was angry. Then um, we got in the car and drove home, hit traffic jam with roadworks at 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Um, so finally rolled in at 10.30 at home, 10.30, 11 o'clock last night. Unpacking my bag, realised I left my my uh, headphones on the uh, on the plane. So it uh, was definitely a trip from hell. On this week's White Flag Lap, we hear from Brad Jones Racing and the evolution of his team and its future. But next, it's Brad's driver, Jason Bright, on the Bright Line. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now.
The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Well, Jason Bright joins us on the line again for The Bright Line. And, uh, Jason, interesting time in V8 supercars. We've seen uh, Garth Tander re-sign with HRT. We've heard rumours that you might be taking your cars to America. And, of course, since the last time I spoke to you, you uh, got a fairly good paycheck as being an owner in a team. Yeah, no, it's been a fair bit going on, I guess. It's um, you know, it's exciting times for V8 supercars. I think that you know that there's there's a fair fair few good things happening at the moment, and um, you know it, it's it's good to be part of it. Now you were on the board. What was it now? Two years ago, when a lot of things like Sydney were on the cards, and and there was a lot of moves happening there at that time. Were you thinking about V8s might be selling? No, I mean, it, it was, you know, it's obviously something that's come up in the last 12 months and, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, the important part of the process was, uh, you know, that we had a partner that, that has the same vision as, as V8 Supercars and, and that is to grow the sport and, and uh, you know, make it better for the fans and, and uh, you know, I think we've got a, a very good partner in Archer. You know, they they certainly seem to... Um, seem to be wanting to, to see the sport grow and, and uh, you know, that, that's great for everyone involved and great for the fans. When they come to you as a, as a owner and a part owner in the championship, uh, was it a hard decision to make? Well, no, it, you know, I guess there was certainly concerns, um, you know, from, from some of the team owners. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure that, that they did have those same objectives of uh you know that the teams have got and we, we didn't want it to 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 you know be the same as uh you know what what indycar or, or champ car did a few years ago and and uh leave the teams you know in a position where it was easy for them to walk away and um you know i think that we've got the right balance you know where the teams have have uh you know had, had a bit of a cash injection it, it, it sort of makes the teams a lot more secure and and um, you know, a lot of the money will be poured into the series that you know will, will mean that we've got a much better security for for the teams and um, and and the tracks, and you know, make sure that we we can put on a better show. What's the most pressing issue in your eyes? Is it getting the car of the future built and and right, or is it getting these other international races like Singapore, the rumours about Texas? Which one is more important? I think car of the future is very important. You know, the, the car of the future will will mean, you know, that, that more teams can be competitive. Um, you know, you, you don't have to go out there and, and buy the best equipment. You know, everyone will have the same equipment. Um, it means that, you know, that the level, the, the, the playing field will level out for, for a period and, um, you know, I, I, and it will reduce cost for the teams, which, you know, will definitely improve the show. So, you know, I think that that is a is a very important part of V8 Supercar's future. Um, you know, I think it's always great to, to have new events and take V8 Supercar's to new markets and, and uh, you know, hopefully spread V8 Supercar's wings a little bit. You know, the more exposure we can get overseas, once again, you know, the, the, the better the team's budgets should be to, to be able to put on a good show and, and increase the amount of races that we do per season, which is great for everyone. I guess the critical thing is whilst 
the teams are still getting paid to appear and they're not going out of pocket for a race, it always works out cheaper. But it's once you have to pay your own way to get to some of these more exotic destinations that it isn't financially viable. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, there's never going to be a situation where, um, you know, the teams are going to go overseas and, and do it for just for the love of it. You know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it has to make business sense. You know, the teams, um, you know, want to go overseas, but if, if it doesn't make the right uh, business case, then, you know, it doesn't work for anyone. And, and um, you know, I, it, we... we enjoy going overseas and showing off the supercars and, and if those rounds are additions to the championship that, that our fans get to, to watch on TV in Australia um, you know, it's a win-win for everyone mm. And of course, Bridie uh, we've seen you up on the top step of the podium a couple of times this year I know over the last 12 months we've talked a number of times and you said you know that you've been close it just needed to fall into the right place. What are those pieces that need to fall in? Well, it's lots of little things. You know, I, I sort of put it down, you know, winning in the eight supercars, you know, there, there's probably 10 or 11 different aspects that you've got to have, uh, you know, right or at least a, a large portion of those. And the more, more of those aspects you can have right, the better chance you've got of winning. And, um, you know, we've, in, in the past, we, uh, you know, we had pretty good race pace. Um, you know, we... We had a, a setup that would work at, at most circuits, um, you know, but we, we really struggled in qualifying. Our starts were mediocre, um, you know, and, and the, the, the last couple of rounds, you know, we've, we've improved our race pace more. Our qualifying still not quite as good. Our starts are better. Um, you know, our, our engine uh, performance has been um, a little bit better, you know. So we've sort of honed in on a few areas and, you know, I think that we're... We're still a little bit off um, being able to win at every round, but I think that we can, uh, you know, there's a, we'll win a few more races this year, I'm sure. You know, I think that we've, we've, uh, we've got a car that has got very good race pace. Unfortunately, neither race in Darwin do we get far enough to show how good our race pace was, but, um, you know, we, we do have to improve our qualifying speed and that'll make it a lot easier for us. Now, if we can talk about your car for a moment, uh, not the one you drive, but the one you're an owner in, the uh, Feedingham Sheds car, it, it's almost like that first year you had with your own team. It's had more hits than Elvis. <laughs> He's had a bit of a tough year. I mean, it was a bit of a shame because, you know, he had a, he had a really good run in the first race at Perth and, um, and it was just the sort of... Uh, confidence boost that, that he needed but you know unfortunately since since the uh explosion in the second race you know he's, he's been in a you know obviously missed the next race that day he uh he, uh, he was in a different car for winton then in a different car again for, for darwin so um you know it's not not ideal when uh when the whole field's covered by 0.7 of a second to to be you know, having your first run in a different car again. Well, Brady, always a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, look forward to seeing you up there at Townsville. Cheers, Craig. That's the Bright Line for another week here on the Van Insiders. We'll be back with a roundtable right after this. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Grand final or just uh, preliminaries? It's grand final tonight. Oh, it's big, big one. one. Yeah. All right, here is the controversy corner in three, two, one. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week, it's the editor and publisher of V8X Magazine, Neville Wilkinson. Good evening, Nev. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, listeners. And from Motorsport E-News, I can't really think what your correct title is there. I'm very sorry, Andrew Van Leeuwen. That's all right. It's the editor of Motorsport E-News, so um, that'll do. We'll go with that. Okay. Interesting week, hasn't it? Because uh, Garth Tander signed on the dotted line. We've heard talks about going to North America. And Neville, it just never ceases to amaze me that we can find story after story in this sport. It obviously means it's getting bigger. Uh, well, if all indications are correct, and I think they're all correct, yes, it's getting bigger. But isn't that why Archie Capital bought it in the first place? Mm. Andrew, I know that... Uh, you have uh, been looking very heavily into this Austin, Texas uh, arrangement. And is this the launching pad into North America that everyone is speculating upon? I think it will be. I don't know about a launching pad as such. I don't think it's going to go on to be three or four legs of the championship held in North America. But uh, it's certainly... I mean, this is this is suddenly a long way from home. I know Abu Dhabi's a long way from home. I know all the talk about Southeast Asia's a long way from home. But this is this is completely different you know we're we're part of the southeast asian market to an extent this is america is totally different so it it is certainly a big step for the category but uh, like i say i don't think it's going to be a swing it's more just it's a one-off race um who knows how long these things go for until the the category goes and races there i guess we don't know how well it's going to be received there how uh much australian fans are going to uh are going to travel over there there's a lot there's, there's a lot here that we don't really know um how it's going to happen until it does happen. So I guess, I guess it's a wait and see prospect at this stage. We've got to wait for it to be properly announced first. But I have a feeling that'll be happening uh, very, very shortly. Mm. It's interesting. I it, actually, I thought it was going to be announced overnight, personally, mm. like last night. Yeah, I, I actually thought this. I thought it would have been done by now, but I think it's going to be in the next couple of days. Mm. Of course, Neville, you had a story, must have been about three or four issues ago, about the possibility of not only the V8 Series going there for a race a year, but the possibility of our current owners being offered franchises for a series that does run in North America. Well, I have to, uh, first of all, thank you for recognising that, because all the rest of the media doesn't seem to recognise that we actually broke that story first. But anyway... I'll wear it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 where I think I I don't know if it's a launching pad. I'm agree with Andrew there, but it's definitely very different for V8 supercars. It's definitely really exciting because we are talking one of the best countries. If you can make motorsport work and you can make it work in America, woohoo! That's great. Um, you know, I think Europe is there's just so much diversity in motorsport in Europe that. Um, it doesn't seem to be well. Vehicles don't seem to be really looking that hard in Europe, but obviously uh, they find they feel that America is probably prime for a class maybe like V8 supercars. Um, look at 
look at uh, Infineon with NASCAR. I mean, it always gets a fairly big crowd there, um, that, you know, because they don't have many um, flat track races, so to speak. Um, or left and right hand turny ones they call them um, so uh, you know V8 supercars may fill a void because you know America is not the they used to the motorsport used to be really strong over the IndyCar and all that but it's not as strong as it used to be NASCAR is obviously uh, just as strong um, but yeah I just, I just think there is an, o- an opening for, for V8 over there and obviously They've been getting a lot of interest over with the, the television exposure they've been getting over there. And it's, obviously they feel that the Americans are interested in watching V8 supercars and the person who's paying for them to go over feels that. Mm. Andrew, when Tony gets to make this announcement, will this be the ultimate Tony Cochran selling ice to Eskimos sale of the century? Um, oh, look, I think there's, there's been all sorts of ultimate announcements from, from Tony, ranging from Homebush originally and the sale and now this. So, um, yeah, look, there, there is plenty of V8-powered sedan racing going on in America already, I suppose. But um, as, as Nev said, this is, V8 Supercars is actually very different to NASCAR and it's very different to Grand Am. Um, whether the Americans are going to recognise that straight away, whether it's going to take a trip there to make them recognise that, whether they're never really going to pick up on it at all, that's a pretty hard thing to judge at this point. But, you know, it is different It is different racing. It's not NASCAR. They are very different series. And it's just, again, like I said before, it's a wait-and-see thing. We have to go and do it. Remember, you know, the China thing, that didn't work. The Middle Eastern thing, there's glimpses that that is going to work, you know. So in, until you actually go and race in these places, very difficult to work out what the take-up's going to be like. Mm. Of course, population is king, and everywhere but Australia has huge populations right next to racetracks, and I guess that, Neville, is is one key factor, that even if only 1% of Austin, Texas turns up, it'll still be a bigger crowd than most of the events running around Australia. Well, Americans tend to embrace motorsport, and they tend to embrace racing. They're not so much into the Formula One, the European aspect of the way motorsports run there. Um, they love people racing door handle to door handle, and V8s can deliver that. Um, you just look at NASCAR. I mean, it's not all about who's the fastest person gets on pole and then they just drive away from the rest of the field, which, well, to, to our uh, joy enjoyment's not happening in F1 this year either, but it's like, you know, Americans love that racing. Not so much pure motorsport, if you know what I mean. And if Vets can deliver that, they'll get fairly good crowds. They don't need NASCAR-sized crowds to also make it work. Mm. They they need Australian-sized crowds, and I think they're going to top Australian-sized crowds to make it work. It it is an interesting one, Andrew, as you're choking away there in the background. Yeah, apologies for that. Um, I guess, is Texas a bigger win than, say, getting up at Singapore? Uh, that's very, very hard to say, and it would depend heavily on who you ask up and down pit lane. I think, you see, the Singapore thing makes a lot of sense because Singapore is so close to Australia because there are so many multinationals that base their headquarters for this region in Singapore. So I think from a sponsorship point of view, there would have been a few commercial managers up and down uh, pit lane saying, hey, you know, what a Singapore race would actually make a lot of sense to us, whereas some of our some of our sponsors aren't too keen on going all the way to the Middle East or all the way to America. That's close enough to home and a big enough market that we could actually do something with that. I don't know if it will be the same 
for the um, for a North American race. Maybe what we're going to see is the smart commercial directors at teams doing deals for the for the Australian races with one sponsor, and they're doing one-off deals for a different livery uh, for America. And yeah, that's a very American way to tackle a sponsorship deal as well. If you look at NASCAR and the way that they change up liveries, race by race almost, uh, and Indy cars are much the same. Maybe that's going to be the um, Maybe that's going to be the the trick there to, to make that work commercially for the teams. Obviously, they'll they'll get a good payday for it, like they do with the Abu Dhabi round. Um, so I think it really depends on who you ask whether whether Singapore uh, would be better or whether North America would be better. They've both probably got their advantages, but I would think that probably the majority of people. You know, there was a lot of people saying, "Hey, Singapore actually makes a bit of sense," whereas this just seems like another another cash day for uh, for the organisers and, and lesser so for the teams and, you know, what do the fans get out of it? Mm, it's interesting because, to me, America actually works better than some of the Asian countries because we've got sponsors like Pepsi, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, Norton, Vodafone's Worldwide. Those ones, I think, would relate to America better, Nev, than perhaps some of the Asian countries where sometimes their product isn't available there. Yeah, but there's a lot of American products available in Asia. That's a, that's the thing. When they go Western, they go US Western, um, and most of those products, Pepsi, all those Vodafone, all those companies, they're they're in Asia. So I, I see there's not a problem. I see if America come up, would let's say you ran V8 supercars and the opportunity to come up to race in America. Would you knock it back or would you do it? I mean, I'm saying if I renovated two cars, I'd go to America. If it um, cost me nothing to do. Well, if you're going to make some money, so you give it a go. I mean, they, they're obviously... Just Holy cow. Stuff there. Um, there's just... Uh, how can you say... It's a great market. It's... If, if, Obviously, V8 supercars are looking at uh, racing in America, and um, if there's an opportunity to start a franchise up in America, it's a great it's a great country to do that because the way they do embrace their motorsport, and if it's run properly, it could be a really good series. Mm. Well, it's gas and go time on the V8 Insiders. Gas and Go is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Gas and go, you know the drill. It's five questions in three minutes, starting with Andrew Van Leeuwen. Is the second year of the co-driver rule proving to be better than the first, Andrew? Uh, I don't know if it's proving to be better than the first, but we're all pretty much used to it now. We all know what the drill is, and you know what? It's opened up the driver market for uh, for some of the fringe dwellers and V8 supercars, so I, I, I think we should leave it how it is now. Mm, Nev? Yeah, I'm used to it. Um, I'm the same. Um, I... I, I don't mind it. I think it's pretty good. Um, I like the fact that all the drivers are going to be in their own cars. So, yeah, I don't think they need to. I don't, they don't, I don't think it's broken, so let's not try and fix it any further. Mm, I think the Fujitsu series is the biggest beneficiary. Nev, is it really a new manufacturer if we just call it a Chevy? Yep, if they're putting money into the sport. Andrew? Uh, look, if, it's, if we're talking about it happening here, then yeah, yeah, it is. If we're talking about rebranding cars to race in other parts of the world, then it's the same old thing. But if it's a new, if, if it's here in Australia, then yep, it is a new manufacturer. At Townsville, Andrew, Pepsi are going to have their third livery of the season. Do you think the Pepsi crew is capturing the attention of the V8 supercar fans? Uh, I think so. This is definitely the best-looking livery they've done so far. And yeah, look, I think so. Even if it polarises opinion in this. 
uh, the way this works, it's a positive thing because they just want people talking about it. Even if they're saying bad things about it, there's another one coming. So just hold your horses. You might like the next one. Yep, we're, well, we're talking about it now, so it must have. Nev, good mate of yours, Garth Tanders, just signed three more years with HRT. If he wasn't to stay, where would you love to see him driving? Hard question. <laughs> the only team I think he would go better in is if he was driving at Team Vodafone. Um, but on the side, I don't think he's. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's silly at all. And I think that um, knowing, he knows what's going on with HRT in that team, and I think he likes what he sees. And um, the deal was right, so he did it. He's not going to do a deal that isn't right. Mm. Andrew. I would have liked to have seen him uh, maybe replacing Todd at Jack Daniels. He's got a good history with the Kellys, Garth, and um, and I thought maybe Todd had stepped down and uh, and Garth would go into uh, into black for next year. But he's re-signed, so that's the end of that chapter. Mm. Who do you think's going to be driving with Grant Denyer at Bathurst, Andrew? I know we're we're not allowed to leak anything, so I'm asking for an opinion. I think Andrew Jordan. If if it's a fair fight uh, and you know all's fair and love and war throughout this thing, then Andrew Jordan should be head and shoulders ahead of the rest of the contestants. So Andrew's Andrew's the best driver in the whole bunch? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, then I'd say that he'd probably be the guy. Mm. Interesting one. There's some interesting drivers in it, and we'll be uh, hopefully speaking to a few of them as they get evicted from the house, if you like the term. (laughs) All right. This is uh, Gas and Go for another week on the V8 Insiders. It's brought to you by V8X Magazine. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Stay with us on the V8 Insiders. We've got plenty more to come with Andrew Van Leeuwen and Neville Wilkinson right after the break. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me, Craig Ravel, is Neville Wilkinson and Andrew Van Leeuwen. And Andrew, we've seen some, uh, well, some interesting stuff. We've talked about Texas. We've touched on Garth Tander. What is the uh, best thing about Tander staying with HRT? Is it stability for a team that seems to be bouncing along at the lowest ebb? Um, I think it's the rivalry we're going to see emerge between James Courtney and Garth Tander. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the next few years because um, James obviously came into the team um, hoping that you know he was going to be able to build the team around him and make it his team, and they've certainly um, they've certainly paid him enough for for it to seem that that was going to be the case. But Garth's the one who's got the results this year. He's the one who's really been doing the job, and now he's got this new deal, and I'm sure that. He's going to do quite well out of this new deal financially as well. So it seems that you know there's it is a it is a case of they're both the number one in that team, and how that evolves and how that evolves on track and off track, I think is going to be um, quite interesting. Nev, what are you looking well, forward I, to? I actually believe in two top line drivers in the one team because they do internally do push each other to to do better, and so I'm 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 of that school of thought when it comes to race teams. Um, 
you've got to manage these relationships, obviously, and uh, sometimes the rot can set in if a driver feels like he's getting not getting the same equipment as another guy. So that type of thing you've got to manage. But uh, yeah, I just you know, like like I said before, Garth not silly. He's re-signed with the team. He obviously believes that the team is the best best thing for him moving forward. So you know. I, I think he may be, his contract may be the biggest change, actually, <laughs> especially the dollar figure. Uh, hey, uh, Nev, Simmons Plains, and yeah. I guess in a bigger picture, non-capital city tracks in Australia, are they destined the way of the dodo as far as the V8 Supercar Championships uh, view? Well, the only thing with Simmons Plains is it wasn't the track itself or even the venue. It was... The government wasn't helping shipping the cars across the Tasman. I don't know if they were asking that much. Um, it was. T- I think this is a, obviously a commercial thing where um, where the dry where what is it where the Tasmanian government's invested more of their money into AFL than VA supercars. So you know, everybody who follows motorsports believes that they've done the wrong thing. Everybody who follows AFL believes they've done the right thing. Who's right? Well, only time will tell. Andrew, you've had a close look at it. I would imagine the facts and figures are going to show the AFL is the way to go. In terms of getting people down to, to, to Launceston, and we'd love to think the V8 Supercars has a huge pull and it brings a whole bunch of people over from the mainland down to Tasmania, but I just don't, I just don't know that it does compared to the AFL. I mean, I even know just from my group of friends, I, I have a, a lot of Hawthorne supporters, very unfortunately, in my group of friends, and a lot of them make a few trips. Every time Hawthorne go and play in Launceston, they go down there. They go down there a few times a year to watch and... I know a lot of motor racing people as well, and I don't know anyone who isn't directly involved in the series and um, basically obligated to travel to Tasmania to Simmer Plains for work that goes down there. So I think there's there's your big difference. Um, it's just the case of you know at the end of the day, V8 Supercars is a great sport and we all love it very much, but it's not it's not the AFL in terms of its universal popularity. And Andrew Van Leeuwen just making himself a major enemy with the editor of. V8X, <laughs> who is a Hawthorne supporter as well. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this week we saw FPR testing with, uh, well, a number of different configurations, but most importantly, Nev, are they going to really find a lot of speed on that soft tyre, which has been their Achilles heel all season? Well, you've nailed it on the head. They are struggling with a soft tyre. Um, you'd hope that they didn't waste a day and didn't find anything. Remember, they did hard and soft tyre testing um, with all three cars. So I'm I'm hoping they did find something because I want to see more teams up there battling for the win. Um, it's just it's just good for the sport. I want to see some variety. I think Frosty's long overdue for a win. Um, he's definitely got the talent. Um, but if the car's not right on the soft tyres, which we all know that's the case, hopefully they've found something more... Um, We'll, we'll find out soon, Townsville, I suppose. Mm, Andrew, I know that uh, we've talked a lot about Walkinshaws maybe selling up. We've heard Gary Rogers might sell up. But you'd have to wonder if David Richards isn't going to get some performance out of this uh, satellite operation of his. He might be the one that actually bails. Oh, look, it, it could happen, I suppose, but I certainly haven't heard anything along those lines. It is important they do find some speed on those soft tyres because at the end of the day, I think... If we if we look at how those soft tyres have been used over the last three years, that's where that's where we're going. I mean, surely it's not going to be long until the soft tyre is the control tyre, and the current control tyre becomes an endurance tyre 
for the Phillip Island and Bathurst races, which I actually think would be absolutely the way to go because the drivers seem to like that soft tyre in the most part, but FBR can't get on top of it. So, as Nev said, you'd hope they don't get enough test days to waste them, so hopefully they did find something out when they tested on Monday, but I haven't seen any data from the day so I, or spoken to anyone from the team, so I can't actually hmm. comment on whether they did or they didn't, but, you know, they're, they're, they're some smart guys there. You'd think they would have got something out of it and... You know, they get to the point where they, they do need a win so they can take something uh, from from this um, from this season. But as I've said, I've said on this on this podcast before. You know, all you need to do to save a season is um, is have a good day on Sunday at Bathurst at the end of the day. So um, you know, that's what they need to be working towards. And if they can go and win at Bathurst, suddenly it becomes a great year for Ford performance racing. So it's always not lost just yet. No, that's I right. I think they've already fast on the tyres though. They just can't get the longevity out of them. Where teams can get twice the amount of distance out of the soft tyre, FPR seem to struggle on get, and going that distance. Winton was a prime example. Foss is out, is up there, and then suddenly the tyres went off way faster than any other team. And we're talking the we're talking the FPR home track here, right? Suddenly, suddenly they dropped off, and he struggled to maintain his position. And once once the floodgates opened, people got past. They all they were all getting past him, and. It, that's the issue that these guys face. Mm, it's going to be interesting times ahead for FPR. I'm sure we'll be detailing it further on this program. Thanks very much for your time this evening. And, uh, Andrew, all the best with the Indoor Cricket Grand Final tonight. We do wish you uh, well for that one. Thank you very much. I'll be taking my, uh, my E-News Deputy Editor... Uh, Mitchell Adam, he's our captain, so uh, hopefully it's a big one for us tonight. Yes, and uh, might be some sore heads in the motorsport news office tomorrow if we win. I bet you're taking a bat and ball with you out of the office tonight. Uh, yes, we have had some training on, a, on this evening. I will admit that. Neville, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. The latest edition of VADX can't be far away from our doorsteps. The 6th of uh, July. All right, we're looking forward to that one as well. After the break, it's the white flag lap here on the V8 Insiders. We hear from Brad Jones about his team's past and its future. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lab, we catch up with Brad Jones, who talks to us about moving towards the car of the future. You know, the good thing about car of the future is we've got another 12 months to, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it has, isn't coming on board next year. They've done a really, you know, it's been a, a good decision to put it off for a year to give us time to get everything sorted out and make sure that we've got a full field of, um, of you know, cars that are built to the right spec. The evolution of Brad Jones Racing has been a, an interesting one. Oscar, you had the decision to go V8s or go Super Touring. You had a sponsor with Audi. You went Super Touring and then rolled in to V8s eventually. How do you look at that progression now? With us, we didn't have much of a choice when we went into Super Touring Car. I mean, for, we needed a manufacturer to support us to get in, and, and Audi were fantastic. And... Um, and we were very successful, and and then when we we'd won as much as we we could, then we looked at V8s, and V8s is you know ramped up about the time we got in it, so it was going through a monstrous change. If we had have started five years earlier, then we probably would have been in in better shape, and it and and you know easy to say, but probably wouldn't have taken us eleven years to win a, a round of the championship. But 
trying to catch up and, and do it on half the money that the, the top guys have has not been easy. And I guess it's reflective of how good the rules are that a team the size of ours can, can come out and, and beat them. And, um, um, and uh, you know, that's one of the great things about the sport. So, um, look, it'll be interesting to see what happens with other manufacturers if they come in and, and who they are and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, anything's possible. Could I put something to you? Would the V8 Supercar board consider having cars run with another livery on it just to have another car livery there? Um, I doubt that V8 Supercars would, would support a different manufacturer to come on board if they weren't spending any money. I don't see the point in that at all. So, so no, I think if anyone's going to come in, it's, it's really up to the teams. You know, if someone wants to run a Nissan, well, then that, that's their choice. So It's probably three years ago you said to me, you look at your license as a super superannuation investment yep. for you and Kim. Yep. Little did you know, three years later, you'd uh, be part owning a company with a superannuation company as the joint owner. It just goes to show you, you know, you never know where things are going to end up, doesn't it? What does it mean, the sale of V8 supercars to Brad Jones, Kim Jones, the people? Um, not a lot to tell you the truth. Not not much is going to change. I mean, you know, our, our dividend is going to drop significantly that comes into us each month. But um, uh, hopefully what it means is there'll be better government, governance in VA supercars. And, and um, you know, those guys from Archer are pretty sharp, shrewd businessmen. And hopefully they're going to bring all that on board and, um, and, and make it a, you know, a, a tighter ship and, and, um, and help with the running of it. On the board, it's going to make for an interesting dynamic now? It'll certainly be a lot different to what it was in the past. I don't think the board will deal with the same issues now that it has in the past and so so um i think uh it, it should make for a, for a very different sort of board meeting my thanks to brad jones andrew van Loon, neville wilkinson and of course jason bright as the checker flag weighs over another edition of the v8 insiders till next time around keep smiling and bye for now join us next week for more v8 insiders only on v8x.com.au